This is the Marketing Intern Spotlight, where we are committed to unlock how every marketing intern has an innate ability to be an entrepreneur, motivator, and influencer. In the last nine months, you have had just an explosive time in terms of business and, and revenue or how absolutely i mean in terms of sales revenue brand awareness you know i never expect the outcome and the result out of this uh, startup company you know it was a, just a startup you know it was a through say tom's competition so basically a rundown by our company is epimonia what we do is basically we sell recycled life jackets a bracelet that made out of recycled life jacket that refugees have worn on the journey to Greece, you know, uh, with the refugee crisis, with everything that's going on, you know, for my story as a former refugee from Somalia, you know, uh, I was born in a refugee camp. So, you know, fleeing from Somalia, the civil war, uh, when I was, you know, uh, that was during my uh, parents. And then on the way to uh, Kenya, I was born in a refugee camp. I, st- I stayed there about like three years. And, you know, we came to the U.S. based on the lottery, you know. It's shit crazy, the fact that we didn't choose to come to the U.S., you know. It was based on, like, like, so half of my family, like, for example, half of my uh, dad's side are here, half of my mom's side in Europe, you know? So it's just crazy intense, you know, the fact that my mom tells me stories about how in the refugee camp, you know, there's a lot of uh, time, like, tons of children, you know, starving and all that stuff. But it's, you know, humbly, gratefully, we came to the U.S., you know, with, uh, with, uh, with an opportunity to chase our dream. And since then, here, being here in the U.S. has been incredible, you know, being the first family in the uh, household to graduate from high school, and on top of that, recently graduated from St. Thomas. It's been a blessing. And with the full ride, you know, coming out with financial debt is absolutely amazing. So Yeah, it's incredible. Just, it's incredible, you know, the fact the journey, it was tough, you know. But at the same time, it was my mom's dream to see her son graduate, you know, uh, from college with all the struggles, you know. When, and my mom, she comes from a humble family, you know. We're not rich. We're not wealthy. But the fact that she said her only dream was to see her son walk on that stage, you know, during the graduation ceremony. That was absolutely major. It was tearful, you know. Uh, man, shout out to Mom Dukes, but it was a blessing to see, you know. She said, no matter how far you go in life, no matter where t- life takes you, always remember your struggles and challenges, you know. That's the root of being who you are, you know. So, absolutely amazing. And, yeah, was, like I said, uh started this company called Epimonia uh, during a St. Thomas competition. Uh, it was with me and one of my homies, uh, Tariq. And, you know, it was just a startup company, and we made it into reality. And since then, it picked up. We've been featured on Business Insider, Fox 9, The Social Press, you know, uh, so many that can't even, you know, name them, but it's, it's been absolutely a blessing, you know, to see the startup uh, picking up so with, you know, within eight months. Absolutely. And we sold over 500 bracelets. Our revenue was like over 22K, so. Holy smoke. So, yeah. can you kind of run me down or run our marketing interns down the, the, the path of how you came up with this 100. method? To give back to where where you came from absolutely you know for me uh it comes down to my story you know with the refugee crisis people don't understand like my fellow americans you know i don't understand that there's so many shit going on in third world country you know the global crisis refugees a global crisis you know people don't know about that you know but i want to bring awareness in the local stage you know where you know there's a lot of shit going behind our yards you know uh, with, with everything that's going on during our political climate you know i've always wanted to you know I shed positive light on refugees because when we hear refugees in the media, we see a lot of stereotypes, you know, a lot of negative xenophobic on refugees. From a, coming from a family uh, of six, you know, my mama came here, bust her ass. My dad, you know, worked nine to five job for the fucking his whole 40, 40 years, years of life and still working, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact seeing that, you know, we, we, I always tell my, like, my friends, like, 
refugees are the hardest workers you know on the planet personally in my opinion because they come from nothing mm -hmm. and there's a lot of refugee success stories out there that we don't share and we don't uh, share positive lights so that's what inspired me you know to sh uh shed positive light on refugees and just to bring awareness of what's going on around the world you know obviously we live in a country full of opportunities you know i myself i always take advantage of that because you never know there's someone in the camp who wants this life you know so i always remind myself to be grateful and humble there's someone out there who wanted this opportunity so i love i yeah. love that point where you know it's all about humility Absolutely. and putting a, a story behind a face yeah. you know most some people will see you as you know another just another refugee if they Absolutely. don't know about yeah. your company or 100%. what your accomplishments yeah. were and i think that's really what we're trying to bring out Absolutely. on this podcast and and just use the our long form conversation yep. to really hammer that home and 100%. really bring out that exactly. truth because exactly from my standpoint i'm, I'm not very educated to yep. be honest uh, on no the, the entire refugee <laughs> crisis yep. but what i do understand is you know it's not it's not easy it's not being easy. a refugee refugee and it's yep. not easy coming here yep. and how, so when you were you grew up in kenya Absolutely. you were born in a refugee camp Absolutely. in kenya yep. do you have any uh memories or like hard core memories of being in that camp or like when what was the kind of the time scale or time well I, I was born in kenya i was there for three years so when i was a toddler you know about okay. but my mom told tells me stories about what was in the refugee camp you know every night she had to sacrifice you know to get us for like food you know water there's a lot of screaming babies in the nighttime just intensely like if you imagine that that's like shit like wow you know and the fact that she tells me stories and that humbles me the fact that I'm thankful and grateful that I have a roof on top of my head, you know. Every night mm -hmm. I go to sleep, thankfully I got a roof, you know. I don't care if I live in a shitty house, I still got a roof on my top of the head, you know. It's not like I'm living outside, you know. So these people outside of the refugee camp, they were living outside intense. So, so yeah, she tells me memories about it, but she always tells me, you know, no matter how far you go in life, always remember your roots, man, and be grateful. So I always tend to have that humility of, you know, connecting people, you know. Listen to people, others, you know, listen to others, you know, because you never know what they go through a lot, you know. So. Mm -hmm. And this is a great opportunity for us, like Declan said, we're not yep. extremely educated um, with the situation that Absolutely. you're in. Yep. And one thing that I was, that kind of shocked me right away was the lottery system that you were mm -hmm. mentioning. So Absolutely. if you could kind of um, walk me through how that works, is it, so your dad's family ended yep. up having the opportunity to come to the United States. Absolutely. And then your mom's family went, went to, to Europe, Europe. The Netherlands. So okay. basically the lottery, how it works is, you know. There's a time frame where you stay in a refugee camp. Uh, back then, the average uh, person uh, or family was three years. To, and right now, it's 15 years. It takes 15 years to get out of the refugee camp. Un unlike bother is crazy. But, you know, the UN comes, you know, uh, tells you. They pick up your name. They have a lottery, uh, your name inside the bowl, something like that. And they, uh, they pick up who's uh, uh, who's going to go. It's like legit, legit lottery. lottery. you know. Oh, my it's, God. It's crazy. It's the legit the lottery. And... The Malin family, you go to Europe and have my mom went to, uh, uh, I mean the U.S., but have my family went to, you know, okay. on side. So, yeah, so it's legit lottery. So, it's, I don't know, man, it's crazy the fact that back then it took three years to get out of the camp. Now it's taking 15, 16 years. It's like most of the lives, man. It's like and are, these, are these camps a lot more brutal or are they kind of always been the same? Like if you're there, it's not a good I thing. I mean, it's, it's been the same, you know. Like the refugee crisis is there's like 65 million people around the world who are currently displaced according to UNCHR, the United Nation. So it's, it's, it's like it's a global crisis, you know. So so I try my best in my uh, uh, part in humanity to play a role, you know. 
So that's what inspired me, you know, the fact that I wanted to connect my story and how can I bring awareness, you know, to my fellow Americans, you know, especially with everything that's going on with our political climate, just to shed positive light, you know, and that's my role in humanity to play, you know. So if I can make a small difference, why not? So the fact that we, we recently donated $1,000 to our, our one of the local nonprofit in uh, Minnesota. It's called International Institute of Minnesota. So far, we made two, uh, two donations through our startups, which is absolutely amazing. So Awesome. Yeah, man. Are you... Um, sorry if we're going kind of all over the place. No, I just, there's a lot of questions yeah, in my head and I want to ask them. 100%. So are, are are you able to reach out to other people that have been doing something similar to ask for their advice? Or has this been something you're kind of taking on full throttle, not blindly, yeah. but in a way that you're just like, I need to just do the next step and hopefully it'll be the right move and I'll figure it out if it's not. So the first stage when I was, uh, you know, making, uh, making our start into an LLC, you know, it was a full blown, like, let's get this, you know, for me, I reached out to at least 200 media news agencies, you know. Boom, flew a full blow email. I got a lot of responsive. Some didn't want responsive. That's why I was getting this. My first goal was to get the word out there, brand awareness, you know, just just to build that up. So our first interview was Care 11. For, actually, my mistake, our first interview was NPR. And after NPR, everything just took off, you know. We had news agents reaching out from different uh, uh, different countries, and it's been a blast. So thankfully, now I'm at a point where I can collaborate with the PR agency. So I graduated from Edina High School. So my mentor, who is uh, Kathleen McLennan, she's the, uh, I don't know if you know the McLennan family, the CEO of Cargill, uh, his wife. So I've used my network. One interesting thing I've, I've utilized throughout this whole journey was my network, you know. I don't have investors, but my investors are my network, you know. They took me to the next stage. So right now at this point where now I'm collaborating with a PR agency or pro bono where uh, they can take it to the national level. So this whole time I was building brand awareness going through media agencies, you know, no influencers yet. So just getting my word, my story out there. So far, we covered nine agents, news, nine to 10 agencies. Now, sales were amazing. Now I'm at a point where I can go back to my mentor. Let's take this to the next level. So connecting with uh, uh, local uh, mentors. Yeah, so, so yeah, growing locally, dude. Growing we we locally. talk about this Absolutely. all the time. Yep. And that's like a thing that has been made a, a serious point Absolutely. to Andrew and I yep. on like really where you start. Absolutely. And I think where you start, especially when you're in Minnesota and yep. the pride that this state has Absolutely. for itself, yeah. you can really tap into that. Literally. Which it's, is phenomenal. Especially the network, too, you know. With Minnesota is known for their startups, too, you know. St. So, Thomas. St. Thomas, too, especially, you know. Shout out to St. Thomas. But the resources is there, you know. is You have to go get it and hustle through it, you know, no matter what. So I've managed to hustle, hustle, hustle no matter what. You know, I didn't care about, like... The outcome is just get the other word out there, you know. Every small news agency matters to me, you know, no matter what. Because that will lead to another uh, uh, point, so a next level, so. In terms of, uh, like, the the logistics behind um, your company with the bracelets, yep. what's it, how do you pronounce it, by the way? Epimonia. Epimonia. It means okay. perseverance in Greek. Perseverance. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So Epimonia, yep. you're donating 50% yep. to refugee camps. Or, uh, well, explain it, sorry. So we donate 50% of proceeds to uh, nonprofits there we go. that supports refugees in locally around the U.S. So and it's think, 100% recycled life jackets, life jackets from Greece. That's right. So, all right. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, yeah. try and put that all together. So you take life recycled life jackets from yep. Greece. That refugees have worn. Okay. Yep. And they're wearing wearing them, uh, traveling from where? From Syria, from Somalia, from from the Middle East, Eritrea, so Iraq, 
So, and they come to Greece because the, the Greece is like the main hub for refugees right now, you know. Oh, it is. Once okay. they land, they take out the life jacket. And we work with a small nonprofit called Movement on the Grand where they collect the life jackets and they ship it to our manufacturer plant. So, oh, okay. So they take the actual off, life jacket. Off of the refugees. Exactly. They send it to your manufacturer. That's your right. manufacturer takes the material. Absolutely. Makes it into a bracelet. Yep. And then it yeah. shows up on your doorstep. It shows up on the door. Yep. Wow. Soak yeah. that in. That's insane. That's, yeah. So, That's amazing. Yeah, man. So, what was the process like? Make like getting this feasible. Yep. I mean, that's not something that like you, you're calling yep. uh, Greece saying, "Hey, can yeah. we use your Absolutely. life jackets as bracelets?" Yep. Um, can you walk us through how Absolutely. that process? Went? So, my uncle, he's a high-end fashion designer in the Netherlands. So that's my mom and brother. You know, he's a refugee himself. So I called him up. Hey, he has a manufacturer plant in the Netherlands. I'm like, hey, uncle. You know, I have, I'm 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 in this say Tom business competition. I have an idea. Would you make this uh, into reality? Make this life jacket. So what he did, he partnered up with some, uh, people around in the Netherlands. Uh, so he he used that European connection to get the Greece. So and that's how we made it happen. So wow, again using your network. So using your network. This is, exactly. this is your mom's side. Exactly, my mom's side. That's incredible. Absolutely. So wow. Yeah. So do you get to, is your mom in the United States now or is she yeah, still she, here? No, she's in the States now. Okay. So how yeah. long were you kind of a split family? Because did you go with your dad to the United States and your so, mom's side went to Europe? His parents, his parents came, came. Yeah. Oh, okay. His mom's gotcha. side family. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So we first landed in Texas. We lived there about a year. And then Minnesota was the main hub because, you know, there's a lot, there was back then there was a lot of Lutheran churches that sponsored refugees, you know. And actually, fun fact is that some us... Here in Minnesota, we have Somalia. Uh, Somalia is the second largest population outside of Somalia. In so, Minnesota. In Minnesota, around the world too. Okay, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, mm. so that's crazy. So, so how that, do you, how do you feel about like the so obviously sanctuary cities? Absolutely. You know, yeah. Minnesota, obviously mm. one of them. Absolutely. How do you feel about you know these states that choose not mm. to be sanctuary cities? And you can mm. turn it the other way. That would um, almost follow immigration law. Mm, absolutely. Would be the opposite of a sanctuary yep. city. How do you, uh, like, what is your response to that? What is your ideal, like, solution? Because you're talking to two guys who, Absolutely, you know, really don't know. Exactly. And I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of other people out there that 100%. are having the same Absolutely. question. For me, you know, <clears throat> I've always remained a positive. You know, I'm a positive person no mm-hmm. matter what happens, you know. I always tell my fellow Americans or my fellow peers, you know, go out to meet different people. You know, people who look different than you. Start a conversation, you know. Literally, empathy is the key, you know. If you be more apathetic toward others, you know, you will be surprised how commonalities you will guys will have, you know, like literally. So being out there, you know, meeting different people, trying new culture, give, uh, try new food, you know, just take yourself outside the comfort zone and just be out there, you know. I think that's the best way to break stereotypes, break xenophobic, you know, because in the media, because they're controlling the minds. If you go to a person one-on-one, it's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. Don't first of all, like don't listen to what the media says. You know, it's, that's it's a book. It's bullshit. You know, just go out there and see yourself. Go seek the truth, and you'll uh, see the response. It's amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, staying positive and yeah, showing empathy; yeah. those are so key. And <clears throat> we've learned that through what we've been doing. And yeah. Duncan Dahl, who introduced yeah. us to you, Absolutely. is a perfect Duncan. example of that. Absolutely. I mean, 
we did not we had we, we, yeah. we graduated with you but Absolutely. coming from a university graduating yeah. with a thousand people you Absolutely. don't know everyone that's right and when he mentioned hey we, we graduated with Mo yeah. and um, we I think he'd be a great guest he just yeah. came on our show and then Absolutely. he connected us in the group chat that's right and right away yeah. like I was like this is gonna be an awesome guest that's I am so undereducated in Absolutely. this situation yeah. and just ha like you said having those conversations yeah. with people you don't know Absolutely. breaking down um, the unknown because that's what creates the that's stereotypes creates is the unknown. So yeah. I'm having a conversation with someone that Absolutely. I probably would never have if, without yeah. this podcast Absolutely. Um, be, because mm -hmm. it just creates a formal but informal setting for a conversation. Absolutely. So, so far, I mean, yeah. this has been so cool. Learning Absolutely. what your company does yep. and the process you went through that yep. and your whole family. I mean, thank you for coming on Absolutely. so far. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure, you know, just to go out there and just meet new people, you know. It's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like the best thing uh, part of my job you know just go out and meet new people so absolutely i'm excited so with the podcast absolutely. we have some core questions yeah, we like to ask yeah. and our first question mm -hmm. is usually what's your average quality so absolutely. we kind of framed it for you in the text but yeah. i'll frame it again mm -hmm. so it's something you do well at times and yeah. something you're looking to you're seeking to improve at absolutely at the end of the day you're not the best yep. and it's your average quality but you're looking to improve at. absolutely so Mo, what would be your average quality my average quality would be you know uh sharing my story but there's ways that I can share my story, you know, just to, I can I can improve on how to effectively share my story, you know. And on top of that communication, I think public speaking is huge, man. You know, these days, public speaking is just, ugh, you know, you're trying to get that, be perfect, but you can't. But it's price, price, price. Cause, so I think the communication is a big uh, factor of, you know, my average quality. So I love that. Yeah. I, we're average speakers as yeah. well. I mean, we've been <laughs> running a podcast for over a year and a half now. Absolutely. And Andrew and I... We'll talk over each other all the time. We usually can't articulate yeah, our thoughts very well. Literally. <laughs> yeah, we run, we fall short in many different absolutely. categories. Yeah. So it's like, but understand that, recognize yeah. it. Like you're saying, you yeah. know, like, hey, I just have to be a little bit better the next exactly. time, and I just want to improve at yeah, it because right. it's going to go a long it's way. It's going to go a long way, especially as an entrepreneur, man. Mm -hmm. For example, on this college tour, you know, I'll be speaking a lot, so I have to prepare mentally, uh, you know, just to what am I going to say? How am I effectively? going to take control of my audience, you know? So there's so many ways. Communication is huge, man, these days. Because if you can capitalize and seize communication, you'll go far in life. Mm -hmm. And we're hitting you at kind of a perfect time right now because you mentioned a little bit off air yep. how this upcoming week, yep. so um, you will be headed toward to Atlanta on the start of your college tour. That's right. How excited? I'm excited, man. It's like a dream come true, you know? Like, never, like, imagine going after graduation, you know, you have all my friends going, got a full-time job, but you just doing your own thing, you're like, it's crazy, man. But it's absolutely a blessing, you know, just to create awareness on each college campus is amazing. So that's my goal, you know, uh, to bring awareness uh what's going on around the world and, you know, just meet college people, you know, and just meet new people, travel around the world, you know, have fun on the journey. So it's been a great time so far, so. Excellent. What's yeah. the uh, time frame looking like and where are the kind of general locations you're hitting? So, uh, so it'll be a three to four month tour. So it'll be literally, I'll be flying out in and out. So my schedule's all scattered. Uh, I'll be going into, I'll be be I'll be in uh, Atlanta, Cali, Wisconsin, North Dakota, Florida, Texas, uh, Seattle. It's just all over the place, you know. Thankfully, these co uh, college uh, clubs, has they sponsored me, which means I, They'll pay for the flights too. So, wow. yeah. So it's, it's, it's another way to you know out hustle. It's another way to literally you know find opportunities and resources. So, yeah, literally. you're gonna you're yeah. gonna have a hell of a time. Exactly. Your brand's gonna grow significantly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you go to a city, so with Atlanta, mm -hmm. yep. um, is it one university at a time, or will you be um, reaching to different universities, so, or depending yeah. on each city? So it'll be one university at a time. Okay. So I've, this uh, past what, a month, uh, I've reached over two to three hundred colleges and. 
25 to 30 colleges responded and they were interested. So I'm still going to reach out more colleges in the, uh, in the process, but yeah, so far it'll be uh, one school at a time. Very cool. Yeah. Is there a dream goal? Ooh, yeah. For the company? Yeah, man. There's so many dreams I want to accomplish. But one of the biggest dreams is, you know, if I make, my biggest goal, if I make a difference in someone's life, you know, that's what I've accomplished. You know, if I can make, you know, someone dream come true, amazing, you know, like, for example, giving a donation, you know, that's, I'm making a difference in the community. That's my dream, but I would love to uh, see Epimony grow uh, nationally, you know, uh, hopefully see these bracelets, have celebrities wear these bracelets, you know, that's a dream come true, you know, because there's a lot of big advocates for, uh, big celebrities advocates, you know, for example, the Angelique Jolie, Ben Stiller, those are celebrities who are advocate towards the refugees, so if I see their if I see him or her wearing our bracelet, it's a good dream come true, you know. But I see potential. I see the vision, you know. Clearly, is you gotta go get it. So absolutely, and you're yeah. building the brand too. I'm and I the think brand. that's really where you gotta mm-hmm. start. And a lot of people try and jump on mm-hmm. other people's bandwagons. Yeah. So like you would hit up Angelina Jolie, yeah. Ben Stiller, or any yep. of these guys, absolutely. but not really have that brand or that why. Exactly. But dude, you have built an empire. Yeah, <laughs> empires may be an over exaggeration for the yeah. time being, absolutely. but. Built something, man. It's right here. Yeah, the structure's there. Absolutely, the yeah. structure's in, man. A lot of confidence, man. Like, people are surprised at the fact that how this kid went from, you know, a startup company to featuring in eight, nine big major agencies. We'll get, also will be featuring BBC, BBC in the uh, next couple of weeks. And on the, the back, yeah. and on the back pocket the podcast. Back, right, absolutely. There you go. Shout out. So, <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm, I'm excited, but, you know, it's a true testimony of the hustle, you know, of the grind, you know, like. I've, I've always wanted this opportunity, you know, you just, you got to go get it you know, by mm-hmm. any means. So I have a question regarding those interviews. So I'm always wondering because um, if we were to ever be on there, their yeah. techniques, what would you say if you could think of something um, that we do differently or you might, you're kind of surprised by versus the NPR or the business insider? Mm-hmm. Is, is there something that comes to the top of your mind? Because we try, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to put words yeah, in your hands. So I'll, I'll let you try to answer that question. Uh, you know, Business, like, are you saying that how I got to them, or um, saying like more the, the actual setting of the interview? So when you're sitting with business insiders yep. versus sitting with the back pocket, right. is there a difference you sense? Uh, I mean, obviously, their their business insider was a phone interview. You know, they had okay. like four or five questions, and they they told me just to talk. You know, just what say what you want to say, and they just you know make it into our interview process. But they asked me a couple of questions. You know, where are you from? How did you start this company? Da da da. You know, some basic usual. And then uh, basically they, they, they took it from there. So it's mm-hmm. like a one article uh, page. Of okay. Pneumonia, so. Yeah. And the reason I asked was yep. because I'm trying to learn and grow with my business. Absolutely. So like hearing how other people and their techniques. Absolutely. And I, go, I know it's super um, um, time frame wise Absolutely. and it's yep. going to be in an article versus a podcast format. Literally. I know those. So yep. I was just kind of curious. And so thank you for answering that. No, 100%. Yeah. And the thing what I like you guys about is like it's average, you know. So now you don't have to be super unique, you know, like. I believe I believe in that every human being has a talent in the world, no matter what. They are born with a talent, you know, literally, you know. But some people don't discover that talent, but, you know. Everyone has a talent. I, I don't care. Like, the homeless guy on the street, he has a talent, but he hasn't discovered his talent, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm a firm believer, you know, God has blessed with every, each one of us in this world that they have a talent, you know. But you got to go find it, literally. Yeah. You want to hear our mission statement? Yeah. So our mission statement is, or it's phrased, but the paraphrase, Mm -hmm. we are committed and we believe that Mm -hmm. every person has an innate ability to Mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur, motivator, and influencer. And we are committed to unlocking that ability. That's right. Um, 
So I, when you say yeah. those words, yeah. it's like that's it's super. Seriously. It gets my adrenaline going because like that's our mission. Absolutely. We want whether it's Mo yep. or whether it's Duncan Doll Absolutely. or another person yep. that we have not engaged, I had a conversation with. We know that it's inside them, yep. and just asking questions and hearing their story, Literally. they they know what they're capable of, and I'm hopefully saying, we can saying, our listeners can yep. hear that type of yep. mentality, and they are able to strive and be better. Absolutely, and on top of that, you know, growing up, you know, uh, no one didn't believe in me the fact that Mo was going to go this far in life. You know, I was a young kid, I was a smooth guy, cool guy, you know, mind his own business, but at the same time, it's like you have to go get it no matter what in life. You know, so mm-hmm. when people say. Oh, the system is just the system. I don't fucking blame the system, you know. I was born poor, you know, but I can control my destiny. I can become rich if I want to, you know. You know, the fact that uh, the system, yeah, you can blame all the system, all, uh, like, you know, all this happened. But never, I never usually blame the system. I just go out there and hustle on my way because I see opportunities. I see resources. So You don't create excuses. I don't create excuses, you know. I love that. You know. For someone who has the talent, which yeah. is everyone. Absolutely. How do you find it? Where do you start? Where do you go? For me, it was I tried a lot of shit in life, you know. You know, whether it was, you know, in high school, I did football, track, you know, uh, basketball, arts, theater. Like, I didn't give a fuck, you know. Like, it was me. I have to find my journey, who I am. And I, st- I discovered my passion when I started a nonprofit called Dream Refugee during my junior year uh, at St. Thomas. Like, damn, I think I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I want to make a difference in someone's life, you know. And starting that nonprofit opened a lot of resources. It opened me a lot of, like, network. Like, man, I think that's who I am, you know, making a difference in someone's life. So, you know, after starting a nonprofit during my junior year, during my senior year, I started at morning, you know, because uh, how a nonprofit works is you have to go find grants and all that, you know. But starting that, that that was the first stage of, like, this is my passion, you know. I want to speak in different colleges. I just want to share my story, you know. And that's how I passion. But... Discover finding your passion. You have to try as many shit as you can. You know, don't let your brains tell you, "Oh, I can't do this." You, that's this. That's your instinct. But you have to go out there and try it if you want. If you like it, you know, literally. So mm-hmm. try as many things as you can in life, no matter what. Don't be scared. I mean, you just okay. continue to surprise me. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, yeah. who says in high school like I, uh, I, for myself? Yeah. Um, I stuck to sports. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I, that's Absolutely. where I found my passion, yeah. and I kind of knew that growing yeah. up. So I was I played football. Absolutely. I ran track. Yeah. Everything was kind of directed towards Absolutely. football. All my thought process, yeah. what I ate, when I slept, Absolutely. everything was directed towards football. But hearing how like how different yeah. it can be, you know, you did you did it all, and then through yeah. that you took it to St. Thomas, yeah. and you continue to do it all. Exactly. And then you did Dream Refugee, Absolutely. correct? That's right. And that opened up a new door. Absolutely. And you're not an entrepreneur um what would you say is you might have already mentioned it what would you say your core quality is like what's in your back pocket when it comes to entrepreneurship i think mine is persistent you know when one door shuts i create another door i like i gotta gotta get this no matter what keep going and utilizing my network is my biggest strength you know i have so many powerful uh resources around my network you know big uh influencers but people don't understand that we have to utilize uh, those no- a network because those network will lead to different levels in life. You know, that guy or girl will introduce you to the CEO of this, that, you know, it's crazy. So utilize the network. That's my biggest strength. And, you know, and my grind, you know, I, I kept grinding since the age of 18. You know, when I did track and field, like that was a passion of mine, you know, track and field and just took it to the next level because I learned a lot. Track and field taught me hustle, persistent, you know, go get it, you know, so that I use those components uh, and translate to the in life you know in reality mm-hmm. so literally so i'm using those skills as an entrepreneur so same entre- you know 
literally. Yep. So what was your uh, what did you run or? I ran four hundred. Okay. Yeah, four hundred. That's the, the hardest yeah, freaking race. I mean, it yeah. speaks. That's exactly it. Yeah, persistence. Four hundred. Yeah, Holy smokes! Exactly. <laughs> Great I time. I, ran, I think I ran the four hundred once in my life. And <laughs> I think it was like I cr- my. I don't think I've yeah. ever had it a chance or ever had a yeah. time where both my quads man. crapped up. It's crazy, I man. finished it's crazy. You finished it, though. He's Under 60 <laughs> seconds. Some people, man, don't even finish it. Yeah. But it's crazy. They, and they put the 4x4 four four in the last event. Yeah. And you, if you're running the 4x4 four four mm-hmm. and say you ran the, the 200, which is in the, the first third That's right. of when a track event happens, yep. and then your next event's the 400. Exactly. So then the rest of the time, you're like super sure, nervous because you know you have to run a 400 exactly but at the same time you got to stay loose or always absolutely. moving eating the right stuff Literally, when to eat it 100%. oh the four by four got my talk about butterflies yep. if you're the anchor and you know the whole crowd's just all <laughs> oh, on you exactly yeah. <laughs> you gotta do shit man or else you feel fucked up so, <laughs> no man it was good times man i ran the four by four with james you know james Gilmore, yep. all those boys chris mueller ryan quinn he's a great great boy so yeah i was one of the anchors too very cool yeah I, and i also really appreciate and you said it earlier was you leveraged everything you had yeah. from athletics and you applied it directly to entrepreneurship Absolutely. and you know talking about this whole idea of you know creating your network yeah. and your hustle Absolutely. and your persistence yeah. to creating this network what would you say to someone who necessarily doesn't have like that tenacity mm. but wants to create that network what's your what would your suggestion or advice be to someone like that man as an entrepreneur you have to go out and meet people you know i think that's how you create your network you know uh go out there you know literally just meet people in life you know attend uh, startup uh events you know do whatever it takes you know there's so many resources there's so many events out there that you can attend and build that network mm-hmm. for me i started that network during my senior year junior year in high school what i did was i had internships every year of Literally, I had my senior year, I was an intern at Cargill. That's how I met uh, my mentor, uh, Kathleen McLennan. My freshman year, I was an intern at this nonprofit. My junior, uh, my uh, my freshman, my sophomore, I was an intern at Fallon Advertising Agency. Uh, my junior year, I was an intern at Olsen Agency. Uh, and senior year, I, I literally applied all those experience. I built all those network and applied to my startup. So I have that network, you know? So literally, so that's, yeah, so that's how interning. Mm-hmm. You're taking the tools taking, yep. that you learned in every situation, Absolutely. and you're utilizing them Literally. into something that you're creating. Absolutely, that's the, that's 100%. so that's the message that we are trying to continue to push, and you're doing exactly Absolutely. that. So. I mean, this is I continue, I'm not going to stop saying yep. I'm I'm he's impressed. I'm so I'm yeah. so impressed and Absolutely. so surprised. Um, and now I I know we're running short on time, so I'm going to hit you with um, Absolutely. Are you good with the last question, Decker? Do you have anything else? You do. Go for it. Yeah. All right. This is our final question. Yeah. And it's simple. Yeah, you go. Um, it's our simple question. Absolutely. It's what did you learn today? And we talk about learning and listening and growing mm-hmm. in the podcast the whole time, yeah. but sometimes you just got to think very short term. Mm-hmm. And it's just what did you learn today from yeah. the moment you woke up to yeah. when we're having this conversation? Man, uh, connecting with humans, you know, I think that's what I learned today. Connect, connecting with humanity, you know, is that's what I learned from waking up till now, you know, meeting people like you guys, you know, you guys are great people and sharing our hustle, sharing our vision together, you know, and sharing our passion, you know, at a podcast, at this one amazing house at a, you know, on a rainy, foggy day, you know, like unbelievable. So that's what I learned, you know, just people who are coming together, sharing their dreams, sharing their vision, their podcast, you know, so awesome. Yeah. How would you, I'm always asking for <clears throat> no, advice. You got him, please. I'm the advice guy. I think, like you said, one of the culprits of, you know, creating this culture yep. 
of you know of either accepting re- refugees, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. loving one another, yeah. all the core values. Mm-hmm. It all starts with that conversation. Absolutely. How do we best promote that conversation? Mm-hmm. Is it just throwing yourself out there, or is there something that you want to say that's like, all right, this is the direction you get. This is the perspective you need to think of. Of promoting the of promoting just the having that conversation, like going yeah, out and seeing absolutely. someone uh, like a Somalian walking absolutely. down the street, yeah. and you either stop and ask absolutely. how their day was, yeah. or you know, mm. just something like that. Absolutely, you know, I think the first step is you know uh, going out there and trying this. Cause there's a lot of Somali restaurants out there, you know, just going out there and just walking like, hey, my name is this. Introduce yourself. I would love to learn this food. They are very these people are welcoming. People don't understand like our fellow Americans that. People, these people are like you know whether you're Somali, whether you're Mexican, whether you the people they want you to come, you know they want you to, uh, you know ha- have a conversation with you, you know they're not it's, you know scary people. They're just you have to go out there and just you know be being empathetic towards artists is key. So they know that they're behind their hand, like go out there and just any suggestions on places to eat around here? Oh uh, yeah, man, one of the one of the hot spots for Somali uh, restaurants called Kola Halo. That's one of he opened. He has four restaurants so far with What's the same it called? Kola Halo. How do you spell it? Is that over by um? Uh, by the U of M, kind of close. That's Deg Deg. Deg okay. Have you guys been to the Green Deg Deg? No, but I've driven past it. Yeah, it's yeah. right. So Deg Deg is another uh, Somali local okay. owned. So yeah, the U of M is a great campus. Uh, it's a lot of great food out there. Right. Okay. We'll put that yeah. one in the show notes. Absolutely. We got to get that one for everyone. <laughs> Sounds phenomenal, though. Absolutely. So. Mo, thank amazing, you, dude. Thank yeah. you yeah. so much. Muhammad Mali. Yes. Thank you. Thank it's you, been brother. a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. You know, it's great uh, getting to know you guys and just, you know, you guys do amazing things. And that's what inspires me, you know, seeing my fellow Tommies, you know, doing great things, sharing the common good. It's absolute blessing. So 